The Seventh Rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League Volleyball and commending its student-athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. And it's comedy gold. Comedy gold is what we're here to deliver on the seventh rotation podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh know. Oh my god. I was, don't publish we, that. We oh damn, I was going to. <laughs> I mean you can, I don't actually care at all. <laughs> I, you might. So we'll talk about it. I really truthfully don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if people endure my cackling and my crying and my cursing and my screaming in my other podcast, people definitely can handle me singing poorly, very poorly for 30 seconds in this podcast. Okay. Sorry, Summit Stands, but you're getting my singing. Whether yet asked for it or not. Actually, you didn't ask for it. You're getting it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we're back. If you don't know who we are, pull a Shauna Mullins and go listen to all of our episodes in one day, and you will indeed know who we are. And you may yes, never come back Shauna. after that. But um, also, she's like our – oh, go ahead. She texted or DM'd me. And she DM'd me she, too. Yes. Okay. She said that she like listened to us with her husband and he was like dying laughing the entire time. Yeah. He said we were hysterical. I know. I'm. I, they're our biggest fans. I love them. He told her that she was famous now and I texted her back. It was like 100%. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. You're definitely famous if you know me. I was on ESPN, okay? I got a minute and 32 seconds of airtime of okay. Matt Barry, most of it of which Matt Barry was only talking about me at the SDSU game, okay? So you're definitely famous, Shauna. It's fine. Joel is just now being sassy and jealous because it wasn't him, so it's cool. I've been on Kaloland News. <laughs> so have I, bitch. So have I. So have I. <laughs> can we talk about listen i kello don't take like don't take offense to this i mean this with the utmost love can we talk about how we feel like being on kelloland news is like famous because literally when i was growing up like kelloland it was kelloland or bust i talked to my classes about this at sdsu we were talking about media literacy i was like think about how you were raised do you watch a certain news station and this one person was like, yeah, I only watch KSFY. And I was like, see, I only watch Kello because I was raised in a Kelloland household. It was like a big deal. Wait, you have students in South Carolina that watch KSFY? No, 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 no. When I was at SDSU, we talked about this. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Obviously now it's different. We watch WIFF, but. <laughs> I was like, why the f- No. Uh, what is happening? Yeah, I no, almost no, no, no. real cursed on this podcast. <laughs> We, there's been some times 
listeners, if you knew how much of this I edit, like literally just like hit play, listen through like six minutes and then hit stop, split clip and delete that entire six minutes because Joel and I are just saying some things that we just can't like put out publicly. (laughs) (laughs) It happens quite a bit. Quite a bit. We're... We out here wildin'. Yes. And if you've ever played golf with me, you know that to be true. So anyway, um, Kelloland rocks. Joel and I have both been on Kelloland, apparently. That's pretty cool. So yeah, Shauna, you are famous. That was the point of this entire thing. Can we also talk for a hot second about how you were like, I'm famous. I've been on ESPN. And my, oh my comeback, God. my comeback to you was, I've been on Kellal. <laughs> that was my point with the whole thing. <laughs> I know. Like, what a pathetic comeback. Like, (laughs) okay, get it together, Joel. No, but we really do love Kelloland. I love Kello. They're great. Shout out to Tom Hansen. You're the greatest. All right. Anyway, volleyball news. We'll sign autographs later for those of you that are interested. Some stands. Is that the thing now? Are you making that a thing? What? Summit stands? You it say is that a I thing. say Eddie's a lot, but you say summit stands like all the time. That is because that is what I call those that listen to this podcast because yes, starting we on like the last episode. Hashtag stand the summit. That's fine. Okay. So therefore, we are summit stands. Yeah, Doesn't it make sense? Do you not get it? No, it does make sense. It does make sense. So why are you angry about it? I am not angry, <laughs> child. Please. I'm teasing. Okay, let's get into actual volleyball All right. games, though. So NCAA stuff. Um, we're a little under three weeks out from the selection show that will take place on November 27th. That is a Sunday. Um, so the regular season is wrapping up quite quickly. Number 10 Georgia Tech fell last week to Miami, and Tech is now number 13. Baylor, Florida, and Creighton all moved up one slot as a result of that Georgia Tech loss. 14 through 20 had a little bit of a shuffle, but it's all the same teams, just in different spots. And that is basically it. We, as you know by now, hopefully, if you've been paying attention to our Twitter, you're getting two episodes this week. So because we have another one coming, um... This one's going to be a little more condensed. We really don't have a lot of NCAA news for you. However, the ACC, the Big 12, and maybe the Big 10, I think, all play on Wednesday. Some of them do anyway. Some schools have their like their midweek games. So um, mm. after that, we should have more to discuss for you. Um, with that, no non-Summit Player of the Week this episode, but you will get that in our second episode this week. Joel, any NCAA comments? I know there's not really a lot that we laid out today. I truly have no NCAA comments this week. I mean, I was a very just, I just did not do much watching of anything this week. Um, I did not do much of anything this week, period. I've kind of been in a depression slump, so I um, really didn't watch anything so therefore i don't have any comments to make on anything non-summit league related fair 
I just was insanely busy after being gone for a week, canceling my classes for a week. Um, and we are now in the middle of persuasive speeches, which are six to eight minutes. And I have like 150 students across seven classes. So I was definitely just catching up and not watching much volleyball if it wasn't Summit League Volleyball. I did commit to watching Summit Volleyball. But outside of that, I was like, yeah, this is not happening this week. Can't do it. So cool. That's what we have for NCAA stuff. Um, Summit League highlights, we had four career milestones that we counted. So the first um, was Mariah Buss from Omaha, notching her 300th kill of the season last Thursday against Kansas City. Sammy Clarkson, also of Omaha, reached a huge milestone in 4,000 career assists last Thursday. 4,000. That's like 1,000 times four. (laughs) It's like a lot. That's a lot. It's incredible. It's immaculate. Like that is, that is, when I read that, I literally read it three times to make sure that I was right when I was typing it because I was like, that's, that's so much. That's amazing. Like, are there other people that have 4,000 career assists? I mean, like, obviously there is, but like, it's, it just doesn't feel attainable to me. Um... My, that's because I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, that is so funny. Um, I feel like there are. I'm actually trying to look it up right now, which is why I'm umming a lot. Okay, well, while you look it up, I'll take over the next two highlights. Um, yeah, do that. We have... Crystal Burke from SDSU reaching the 1500 career kills milestone Thursday against St. Thomas. She is just the fifth Jackrabbit ever to complete that. So that is a big feat that she has accomplished there. And certainly um, not least, but last on our list this week, we have Lauren Poulter from Denver tallying her 2000th career assist. So 2000 short of Sammy Clarkson, still very impressive, still very, very cool to see. Um, she is only the seventh player in Denver's Division One era to reach that milestone. So congrats to Mariah, Sammy, Crystal, and Lauren. Keep doing the damn thing y'all are in, impressive young women and so beyond talented and i i can't even wrap my head around 4000 career assists that's just like wild to me um why aren't these records more accessible i don't know i feel like this is You know what? We're going to find out who else has 4,000 career assists, um, but I like can't find it in the amount of time that we have right now because the like Google's not giving me what I want. So anyway, um, claps and snaps for the four of you, Mariah, Sammy, Crystal, and Lauren. Summit recap this week. Um, we're going to start with South Dakota, who went 2-0, swept both Western and St. Thomas. Omaha also went 2 and 0 on the weekend, 3 and 1 um or 3 2 1, excuse me, over Kansas City and swept Oral Roberts. Denver split, they swept Oral Roberts and lost to Kansas City. Kansas City split with a 3 to 1 win over Denver and a 1 to 3 loss to Omaha. North Dakota 
did lose both of their matches, but I'm not grouping them with everyone else who lost both of their matches because they had two five-set matches against the top two teams in the league, or two of the top three teams in the league, excuse me. Um, So a five-set match against USD and a five-set match against NDSU. Both were stellar. Both were outlandish. Both kept me up late, <laughs> like freaking out about them. Um, And then the three that I am grouping together, or Roberts, St. Thomas, and Western, um, all lost both of their matches. Who did we not talk about? We did not talk we about. We did not. We did not talk about South Dakota State. Because we're saving them for last. Not because I'm biased, but because they deserve it this week. Well, and because this is the episode where we're talking about them. Because we have Dantra Jealous' interview. But this is they the deserve their spotlight because they went 3-0 and this week. Winning over NDSU in a 3-1 to battle and sweeping Western Illinois and St. Thomas. Um this, as Maddie and I would like to share and have been discussing at length, um, really solidified them in the Summit League tournament contention. Um, they needed this 3-0 win this week. You know, they, they needed to go all three sets and or matches they needed to win all three matches um, in order to put some distance between themselves and everyone else and into, you know, solidify themselves into the running for the tournament. So they did just that. Yeah, they definitely took full advantage. Um, I was expecting five sets with North Dakota state and it really could have been three or like three and a half if that was a thing there was little things that sdsu did that probably could have gotten them out of there in three sets but still to get out of there in four with the win um is outrageous to me and good on them because obviously ndsu is sitting in the third spot in the league and you'll hear from coach lopez later this week um on their success and their trajectory and their journey um this season but yeah sdsu just going up to fargo and saying your house we don't care (laughs) we're walking out of here with the victory and then went on to sweep western and st thomas so they currently sit at 500 sdsu does um at seven and seven kansas city sits at five and nine with like a three five seven so a 36 percent almost 36 percent winning percentage um so definitely created some distance there between sdsu and kansas city kansas city did however beat denver also three to Mm -hmm. one um, so they they didn't quite do everything they needed to do this week, but they did get a win that we weren't necessarily sure that they were going to get. Um, Kansas City's schedule upcoming, though. Yeah, they host USD, they host SDSU, and then they go to St. Thomas and Western. So those last two wins that they can probably get – um, but those those two South Dakota schools, at least they'll be at home in Kansas City. That will be help, beneficial, helpful. But I, I don't see Kansas City coming out of the regular season on a 4-0 winning streak. But I don't know. Anything can happen, right? Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. I would love to see them hold their own against 
both South Dakota and South Dakota State. Well, they have already beat South Dakota State. I right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like yeah. in both of these matches where presumably they're not going to win. I would love to see them like hold their own. I think they certainly can win. So I do too. I also think though the the Jackrabbits that they beat that was either the first or second match. See, now I have to go look at this schedule. Um, But that was one of the early matches where South Dakota State started their, like, five-game losing streak that they just snapped this week. Okay, let's see. It was the match that started their five-game losing streak. When they lost to Kansas City, they proceeded to lose to Oral Roberts at home and then on the road to Omaha-Denver and USD. So, yeah, I think that the team that they beat was in a little bit of a slump and was maybe a little bit of a different team than they are now. Um, I mean, you see this in football all the time and basketball as well. Like, sometimes the team you play in November, football-wise, is not the same team that you played in September. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm curious. I'm ready. I'm ready, too. I'm getting so excited. I can't believe that we're... You grew up. I can't believe that we are um, like two weeks away from the conference tournament. I I know. Like selection Sunday is like three weeks from now. Yeah. That it's is a like, weird, like it gives me a weird feeling. It's super exciting, but. And like, also, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say it just like time has flown by. Like it just has flown by and this season is basically over and i'm like how yeah yeah so something that um i don't think we've talked about yet i was talking to jordan decker about this the other day but they have changed the way that they are seeding the teams in the volleyball tournament this year so originally okay don't shoot the messenger because i i know i'm gonna get this semi wrong But last year and years prior, I can't remember if it was 1 through 8 or 1 through 16, but they seeded kind of like an overall, like you know how in basketball there's an overall 1 seed, an overall 2 or whatever. That's what they did in volleyball. Now they're seeding 1 through 8 in each like quadrant of the big bracket, which will make it more competitive. So it could not necessarily prevent... Yeah, not necessarily prevent, but maybe aid us where we are not. The Summit team that wins is not ending up against Louisville in the first round. It should make it a little bit easier on these mid-major schools and match sure. them up with. Like, it, that doesn't mean we're going to get someone that a, a Summit team can absolutely beat. It just means we're more likely to get someone that they're, they're trying to make it more competitive is what they're doing. That's yeah, why they're making yeah, yeah, changes. Yeah. Is because they want to make it more competitive. So that should be sure. interesting as well. Um, that's you know, in- regardless of who wins our summit tournament. Yeah, that's a super interesting change that is being made because uh, I think it shows the validity of women's volleyball. Um, I think that it's it shows you know like if there's parity in the way that they're ranking and seeding the bracket 
for the big dance, then like that, that shows that there's validity to this sport that has always been not very well received publicly. Um, Correct. And you bringing this up is interesting because I just watched the soccer selection show for NCAA um, and Omaha who won the summer league tournament for soccer. Um, they are going up against one seated Notre Dame and it's like, okay, well not That's saying lovely. that they, like not saying that they <laughs> can't win, but I'm saying Omaha ended the season in third place in the league, in our league, in the summit, mm-hmm. won the tournament and is now going to face a number one seed, like in the big dance. It's it's just like, it's like, it would be like whoever wins the summit league volleyball tournament being up against Louisville or Texas, Correct. you know, it's, it's, it's just that sort of like, it's interesting. I need someone to prove to me that the committee Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like the <clears> summit, <throat> I know that there's other teams that also play their tournaments the same weekends as us, but I feel like the summit oftentimes is like one of the last conferences to get their AQ in. Um, definitely with softball last year because we got delayed because of weather or whatever. So we literally finished the tournament on Sunday when the selection show was and like sent the AQ in or whatever. And then they put us in the last freaking regional at Central Florida, which was fine. Like, SESU did okay down there. Um, it could have been worse. I'm glad they didn't go to Stillwater or, like, somewhere like that. But that's not the first time that we've just b- seemingly been thrown into whatever the last, like, it's like the committee had the rest of the bracket done, the rest of the regionals done. They're like, hey, we're just waiting for the Summit League bid. We'll just throw them in the last one. Like, it feels like that happens a lot. I need someone to prove to me that that's not the case, like that that's not what's happening. <laughs> because it feels feel like, like that's been happening. In basketball, we're usually like right in the middle. But I do feel like Correct, for other sports. Correct, but that's basketball. I, do, I know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like for other sports, it's not the case. For you like Olympic finish, sports. But Yes. Anywho. Are we going to talk about all the times that you don't let me finish? Wow. Rude. (laughs) Just kidding. You started it. I did start it. Okay. Well, now that we're done ranting and raving about um, the tournament (laughs) and the big dance and the selection show, uh, let's get into our players to watch this week. Um, So we've got a handful as we usually do. But we also have a handful of newbies that are on the list this week, which is exciting because at this point in the season, um, it's been very difficult to overlook the Crystal Burks and the Logan O'Briens and the Madison Harms of the world. So um, we have Carly Gillen from Kansas City, who recorded 13 kills and two blocks against Denver. Kennedy Schrittenthal, Schrittenthal, Schrittenthal. I'm going to really need the summit league to give pronunciations. Um, it's just Kennedy too, that we keep getting hung up on. <laughs> I know. Poor Kennedy. She's listening to us be like, I can't stand these assholes for not. You know who we should right. ask? We should ask Shauna. She plays with her daughter. She would know. Yes. Shauna DM us. Thanks babe. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> 
Kennedy, also from Kansas City, had five assists and 14 digs against Denver. Ava Wild is a new name to um, us this week. Uh, she had four blocks against USD. And to have four blocks on your own against a team like USD, that to me is very impressive. So Ava Wild, go get them, girl. Um, Brianne Soares from Oral Roberts recorded one ace, 32 assists, 12 digs against Omaha, and 17 assists against Denver. She was all over the stat lines this week. And lastly, we have Brittany Wolf again from Western Illinois with 13 kills and one block in the 0-3 to loss to South Dakota State University. So congrats to our players to watch this week. Um, glad to see that even this late in the season, we have people making some noise that have flown under our radar. So congrats and continue being your boss babe selves. All right, Summit fam, we are back with another sit down. We just had the best conversation with our friend, Dan George Ellis, and we are excited to bring all of the South Dakota State University Jackrabbit news straight from the source. So we'll be back right after this interview with Dan the Man. All right, Summit Leaguers, we are back with another seventh rotation sit down. And this time it is Coach Dan Georgialis of the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits. Coach, welcome. We are so excited to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. We uh, wanted to take a minute to send all of our love to Akilah Jefferson in her healing process and just let you all know that our good vibes are with you. Um, We hope that she heals well and better and stronger than before. Yeah, unfortunate injury for for Akilah back in... um our match against the University of Iowa, but had a successful surgery on her knee. And um, Akilah has always been a very respected individual in our locker room. Um, someone who does the right, does things the right way off the court and in the classroom and stuff like that. So she is um, coming along with her rehab really well so far. And um, her voice is, is still making an impact on our season. So, so. We love that. Well, fans, the Jacks are just a touch under 500 at 6-7 and seven in the league as of November 4th with only a few matches left to lock their place in the conference tournament. And we want to hear all about how it's going, so we are going to dive right into it. We actually are going to start with two listener questions, both from Troy. He is the only person that ever DMs this question, so we make sure that we ask all of them. Um, so Troy says that Jaden Makovica and Crystal Burke have been really impressive in the back row this year. Even aside from the stats, some of their saves have just been flat out difficult. How has their effort in the back row impacted the team's goals this year, and how has Jaden Makovica developed throughout the season? Yeah, I think, you know, Jaden really excels in defense. Uh, I definitely think that's the phase of the game where she's most comfortable. Her athleticism and her reaction time um, are both really, really quick. So um, defense is, is where she excels. And I think having played with Crystal now for, for two full seasons, um, that whole culture of kind of grittiness and just blue-collar defense and not allowing anything to hit the floor um, – you know, that uh, is represented really, really well with both of them. Um, you know, we, we want to be a really good transition team. Sometimes we struggle inside out and uh, allowing to turn our defense into points is, is a big focus in the practice gym. 
Awesome. So our second question from Troy is, it looks like this season is seeing the rise of all four Dakota schools in volleyball and an increase in overall parity and competitiveness within the conference. Do you think that there's a correlation between that and the growth of the sport in the youth level in this region? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I mean, let's touch on the North Dakota schools first, like a huge credit to Jesse being a new coach and totally turn around in that program with, you know, only one recruiting class. I think he's getting a lot out of his personnel and to see the rise that they've had in such a short time is, is, you know, gotta be great coaching. So um, it'll be interesting to see how North Dakota and North Dakota state finish. I do think their last five games here are, um, a really difficult stretch. They play each other this Saturday. They play us in South Dakota. And then I think they finish with Denver and Omaha. So um, they're, they're both at 10 and three and nine and four, I think today, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they, they finish down, down the stretch. But um, obviously our rivalry with USD is at an all time high. We broke our attendance record in frost arena when we hosted them uh, October 1st, we go to Vermillion a couple weeks later, they break their attendance record. I think one of the biggest crowds in summit league regular season volleyball history. So, um, we've been neck and neck with them. What for feels like, you know, two full years and we haven't gotten the result, uh, over them just yet, but man, are those matches against USD super fun and we're packing both gyms. And I think volleyball is at an all time high in the state of South Dakota, our youth and high school and club levels are um, winning a ton of awards and, and producing recruits that go to power five programs. And hopefully we're, we're keeping some of those in state as well. But um, I definitely agree, but between the Minneapolis, Omaha, South Dakota, Iowa, Nebraska region, there's a lot of really, really good volleyball talent in the club at high school levels. And I think the Summit League really gets to, to benefit from that. Well, that's why we're here because we want the Summit League to benefit. That is literally our whole goal. Um, so we love to hear that. We have seen both Carly Wadel and Reagan Riley get their reps in at the setter spot this year. Can you just talk a little bit about their similarities, differences, and then when you might use one rather than the other? Yeah, great observation. Um, I would love to touch on um, their similarities first. And number one, like, I love how they have um, teamed up and um, trained well together and they support each other and they're good friends and they're good teammates and they're both rooting for each other when they do get their opportunities. They're a great tandem to have uh, in our gym. And even though they are competing for playing time and different systems and different roles and stuff like that, I've really appreciated how both of them um, support each other. So um, Carly's a little bit bigger. We've definitely tried the 5-2 system a little bit with uh, her more physical presence in the front row. Um, Reagan's connection to the left side has been really special this season, and Crystal Burke and our other lefts have, have benefited from that. Um, but Carly's always really excelled with setting middles, setting in front and setting the slide behind just her – Delivery is, is really soft and consistent there. So um, I think that's a big strength of Carly's as well. But uh, Reagan's um, proven to be a um, really gritty defensive player in the back row. She does the best she can with getting slowdowns and block touches against some bigger attackers in the front row. Um, and we've, we've ran a 5-1 with Reagan most of the season. But, you know, we've toyed around with a 6-2. We've toyed around with a 5-2. And, um, you know, we're always looking at those little tweaks to what, what might make us best going down the stretch. 
All right. So I've got two more questions for you. Um, the next one is if the summit league tournament were today, what would be the one thing that you'd be focusing on the most and how would you be coaching and advising your team? That's a good question. Um, you know, I think first contact, we, we did a really good job of serving and passing at NDSU on Tuesday. Um, we had another good performance last night. We know that when we're at our best and we know that to give our chance to give ourselves the best chance to beat some really, really good teams, we need to side out. Well, we need to score points. Well, and, um, I, I think that's, that's the focus when we struggle, we, we get stuck in some rotations and we, we struggle to side out consistently. But if there's one message I'd give our team, if the conference tournament was tomorrow is that have fun, be confident. We're dangerous. If, if I'm a, another summit league coach, I do not want to get matched up against us. My team has heard that, um, our little Cinderella run, you know, being the sixth seed last year was super fun. We're working hard and doing our best to make sure we qualify again this year. But once you get to the tournament, it doesn't matter what your seed is. You know, any team can have one good game, one good weekend. We really enjoyed that underdog mentality last year. It's the sixth seed. We'd love to be the sixth seed again because if you're that three seed or if you're a, a higher seed who gets matched up against us in the, in the Summit League tournament, you know, we're right back into that underdog type mentality, chip on our shoulder perspective. And um, we know and we've been practicing to play our best volleyball down the stretch here. And we really feel like we are starting a six, seven match momentum streak going into Thanksgiving weekend. Just to kind of piggyback off of that, um, a question I forgot to write down, but thank God I remembered. In the post-game presser after USD last week, you had talked about how you expect to win the first mm -hmm. set, but you also need to go out and win the second. Obviously, at NDSU this week, didn't win the second, but you did end up winning the match. Um, what kind of changes have you have you made, whether it's, I know I've, I've definitely seen some improvement on less overpasses, just a more solid passing game, kind of like you mentioned. What are some of those changes that um, you've seen made that are helping you go out and win that second set? Yeah, it's just that situational awareness. We, we keep using the phrase situational volleyball in practice in the film room. You know, if you get to 2020 or you get to 20, if you're down to 20 to 22, can you come back and win and stuff like that? And the win on Tuesday in Fargo in the fourth set, you know, we're down late 1921 and we come back and win that fourth set with some really clutch serving. That was really good situational volleyball for us. So um, it seems like we've always had that strong start against USD recently. I don't know if it's the rivalry or that moment we get really hyped up and credit to them. They they've been doing a really good job of making adjustments and settling in and executing their scouting report a little bit better as the match goes on. And, um, we've just failed to like really sustain that first set success. So, so yeah, I, th I think we're getting better at it. Every team struggles and works on situational volleyball. But um, if you go back to any conference tournament game, um, you know, if you can play good situational volleyball when, when the match is tight, um, you know, you, you gave yourself a good chance to win. Great. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> weird my headphones must have just disconnected or not i don't know what's going on anyway um we always like to ask one fun question so coach um reading your twitter bio uh we see that you have a dog named lettuce 
I personally think that's brilliant. Um, so I'm curious, where'd you come up with the name and what kind of dog is it? Uh, well, her full name is Lady Lettuce. My wife and I got her from a shelter in Wyoming as a puppy. And when that shelter gets a full litter, they name the litter after a theme. And for whatever reason, her theme was vegetables. So all of her siblings were like sweet pea and baby broccoli. And her name was Lady Lettuce. And we just kept it. So um, she's a black lab mix, about 75 pounds. So she's a big dog. But, um, you know, her name is super unique. And we get that question a lot. But yeah, she's an angel. She's she's our firstborn child, for sure. Well, Coach, we we really appreciate your time and we have enjoyed getting to chat with you today. I appreciate you guys. I I think it's great what you guys do and Summit League Volleyball might might not get all the recognition that some other mid-major leagues do, but we've got a lot of good players and um, I think the, the effort that you guys do goes a long way to just help promote the student athletes. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. It's, it's good that we uh, get to have fun doing it. I sure. like I, I don't know about Joel, but this has been so much. I look forward to this every week. So good. All right. The Jacks will travel to ORU in Kansas City this week and finish up the conference regular season next week with the North Dakota schools at home. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All right, folks, there you have it. Dan Georgialis, head coach of the Jackrabbit Volleyball Squad. Thank you so much for coming on. We so appreciated it. Hope everyone got as much out of that conversation as we did. Uh, We look forward to continuing to watch the Jackrabbits soar into the Summit Lake Tournament. You said sore. Are you going to break out into like HSM again or are we? No. Okay. That was a bad experience for you. You don't want to revisit that or what? <laughs> no, I just, I didn't think about it this time. I just said it. It's not an HSM kind of day. It is not. Not here anyway. I like after I showered, I grabbed like the coziest clothes possible. And I was like, I literally just want to like ball up on the couch and like sit here. That's the best. I wish I could do that, but. I have to not be comfy so that way I can get all of my shit done today. All right. So our upcoming matches for the week, we have Thursday, November 10th at 7 p.m. Central Time, South Dakota at Kansas City. South Dakota State University is playing at Oral Roberts also at 7 p.m. On Thursday, we have Omaha at North Dakota State at 7 p.m. And we have Denver at North Dakota also at 7 p.m. The Denver versus North Dakota game will be on Midco Sports. And the South Dakota State at Oral Roberts game will be on the ORU Sports Network. All other games you can find on each of the respective web pages. Correct. And to get to the ORU Sports Network, you can also just go to ORU's um, webpage. At least that's how I get there. I don't know if there's another way, but that's how I get there. Um, Saturday games, Western at St. Thomas at 11, Omaha at North Dakota at 11 on Midcoast Sports Plus, Denver at SDSU at 1, and SDSU at Kansas City at 1, and then USD at Oral Roberts at 1 on the ORU Sports Network. 
Jewel, I already know the answer, but what is your match of the week? My match of the week is South Dakota State versus Kansas City because South Dakota State is coming off of their five-game losing streak and into a three-game winning streak, really setting them up for a great contending spot for the tournament. But Kansas City is not too far out of reach, and they are in a place where if they win against SDSU again, um, they have some some viability here. So I am really excited to watch that game. All right. For Who's me... Who's your match of the week? I'm actually going to pick a group of matches because um, I don't want to pick the same thing as you. So for me, it's I have my eye on the North Dakota schools, specifically North Dakota State, um, sitting in the third spot. Is I think UND is in the fifth spot right now. Yes. Yeah, I think it's 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 a USD. Wait, let me just pull it up. No, they're fourth, aren't they? Okay, it is currently USD, Omaha, NDSU, Denver, UND. That's the oh, top okay. five. Um, so yeah, I think that so what I say, Omaha was second, NDSU is third. Um, so obviously those two playing each other. Anything North Dakota can or North Dakota State, excuse me, can do to get a couple wins. Um, obviously if they get two wins, that means Omaha has at least one loss and that would essentially make them switch spots in the standings. So anything, obviously NDSU is a lock to get into the tournament. That's not a question at this point. Um, same with Omaha and USD. However, they don't just get to sit idle now. They are still fighting for seeds, um, which arguably, I, as we said in the interview that you'll hear with Lopez later in the week, I don't think the seeds are going to matter um, because the, the teams that are getting into this tournament have literally been changing places all season all with season. the exception of USD being at the top and only having um, one conference loss, but everyone else has been back and forth and they've all played five set matches against each other once, if not twice. So I really don't think the seeds are going to make a difference. Um, it's just kind of for looks and show at this point, but you obviously still want to get the best seed that you can. Um, so I think North Dakota state playing North, um, Omaha this week, excuse me, is big as well as them playing Denver. Um, because, I mean, right now, so if I were to give you these records, USD is 13-1 and one in the league, Omaha 12-3, and three, North Dakota State 11-3. and three. So they're actually only a half game back of Omaha. So that almost puts more pressure on what I said. If they were to win two and Omaha lose one, that would put them a game and a half ahead. Anyway, um, Denver's 10-5 and five and North Dakota's 9-5. and five. So they're only a half game back of Denver. And then SDSU sitting by themselves at seven and seven. Not quite a lock to make the tournament yet for SDSU, but I think they're fairly close. So, yeah, I'm going to say North Dakota State, um, both matches that they play, just to see how they perform and whether or not they can secure the highest seed possible. Okay, well, that was going to be my second match was um, Omaha, North Dakota State. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. Great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. That's like the third time today that one of us has been like, oh, I was going to say that. I know. 
Love that. It's almost like we spend every minute of every day, like, in each other's minds. (laughs) That's not creepy at all. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe we do. I mean, we are literally talking like inadvertently. So, not always. Sometimes, definitely sometimes. All right. Well, I can't think of anything else since we have another episode this week. I don't want to give all my good thoughts away. We have another episode, so we've got to save some some great minds and some good thoughts and some funny witty banter. For sure. I will say it does make me happy when you guys are like, oh, my God, we love your banter. Like, I love that. I'm so glad that you take joy in listening to me and Joel give each other shit all day. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's honestly that's what floats your the mouth. best. It's the um, best. All right. So the plan is to release our second episode on Friday this week, which means no usual Thursday drop. But it would be pointless to drop a second episode before we've had any games this week because what would we talk about? And we want juicy stuff to talk about. Um, so we are going to drop our second episode on Friday and then we'll be back to normal and we will only have two left before the tournament. Correct. There you have it. We're almost done. We are almost done. I don't plan to stop there though. I definitely plan to like hype up whoever's going to the um, big tournament. I mean, that's fine. There's always more volleyball. Always. I don't know. Is that like a gypsy move? I just was trying to show excitement for the big dance, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm unwell. <laughs> we already know okay, that. I don't want to laugh at you being unwell. I'm just laughing at like the way that you did that, like the way that you quote unquote showed excitement. It was like what I told you earlier about like a player in like The Sims or like IMVU when you like click on an emotion and it's excitement and it's like. That's me. I am Sims. I am Sims. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else, but we will catch y'all on the flip side in three days from now. But in the on meantime, Friday. remember to see you on the summit. Hashtag stand the summit. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.